Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to The Forum. Welcome to The Spiritual Forum, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. I want to send a shout out to Robin, who is a monthly donor to the Spiritual Forum podcast, prayer and retreat ministry. Very, very happy for my monthly donors. And just remember, if you benefit from this podcast, send me an email, revcarolsaunders at gmail.com. If you want to make a donation, large or small, doesn't matter to me. It's a way to have your energy flow in a giving and receiving cycle. And I will happily receive, and it will go into this message of hope, inspiration, and awakening. So let me introduce you to my guest, who is a return guest, Hans Wilhelm. I'm so happy to have him back. The last time he was here was in November of 2022. And during that time, we talked about the activities of projection and forgiveness. Hans is a mystic author and illustrator of over 200 books for all ages, including some that he did together with Byron Katie. His books have sold over 40 million copies, translated into 30 languages. And for more than 10 years, Hans has created 140 short YouTube videos where he visually explains the spiritual laws of the universe. It's a fabulous YouTube channel at Life Explained. And his website is lifeexplained.com. So you can watch these as he draws the dynamics of the laws and see how all the dots connect. And these videos have been watched by over 18 million viewers, and I'm one of them. And they're available for free at lifeexplained.com. So in this episode, we're going to delve into three of his videos. And these three are How to Transcend War, Why Do We Kill?, and who rules the world. So welcome, Hans. Oh, thank you, Kara, for inviting me. Delighted to be back again. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back with you. I do love your videos. I love how in like 8 to 12 minutes you can succinctly and pictorially express spiritual laws. It's such a brilliant way to, to, to share knowledge with people. And you have a big following and it, what I love about it is not only do you convey the message so well, but, you know, it's, it's something you can look at over and over again, or just, just, you just need a little boost about, you know, forgiveness or whatever the topic is. You can click on that video and very quickly get it back into your consciousness. So I think you're making a huge contribution in the world. Yeah, also to make it to myself, because I'm watching those videos myself. <laughs> but exactly. I see some, some eight years ago, and I see this, oh, this was quite, a, and it, it, as you have said, it does change the chemistry in one's body, some of the videos, which, which they, they build you up, gives you some hope, some more confidence, and suddenly you are less confused. So I really find my own videos helpful. But then again, the basis for these videos comes from much deeper sources and uh, I'm just only using the information that I find and that were given to me and produce these videos out of that one. So it goes much deeper. It goes always all the way back to the seven-dimensional reality from where we get this information, which I try to simplify here in my videos. Yes. And can you describe a little bit or tell us a little bit about the, the source that you, you use for your videos? 
Yeah, it comes through what we would call prophecy, most of it. And I would have to add that I have been on the spirit path for more than 60 years now. But over the last uh, 35, 40 years, I am very much uh, studying and uh, trying to put into my life the teachings that come through a woman in Germany. Her name is Gabriele. You won't find her on the internet because she doesn't want any personality cult. She believes, and I agree with that, you have to follow your inner guidance, not an outer guidance, not a teacher, not a guru, or not a priest or anything like this. So that is her goal, and she gives us this information in books and revelations. And I found that these in revelation incredibly powerful and of a depth which I have not found in any other spiritual path which I have studied plenty of. And I really find a great comfort. And I think most of all, the few tasks which are given to us and our suggestions, if I follow them, they really work for me. And that's, I think, that's where the proof is in the pudding. So <laughs> when I apply these suggestions, then I can say they really change my chemistry, my well-being, and how I look at the world at, from moment to moment. Yeah, it's practical spiritual living. I love that. And I love that she's not interested in being a guru, not interested in having a lot of followers. She's directing it like, you know, like Jesus directing it, pointing the finger inside us. And that's our ultimate guide. I have to, I have to admit that I did do a little Google search on her. I'm like, what, what, who is she? You know, she doesn't have a Wikipedia page. She's not on social media, all of that. But I did get one of her books and I saw that in at least the book I have, The Alpha and Omega, she does tell yes. her story in the beginning. And yeah. so that's kind of fun. I mean, yeah. that's not really the topic of our talk today, but I, I kind of wanted to give that background for people. And I agree with you. It's like, if you, if you receive or see spiritual teachings, try it. And then, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to say it's true right off the bat. Try it and then see what it does in your life. And then if it works in your life, you, then seek more. But we, we tend to judge things really quickly, like that, that, that isn't right or that's truth. We got to try it, try it on and see how it works. And it really has demonstrated well in your life. Yeah, I did. I mean, uh, Gabby also wants to says it, more information and more intellectual knowledge is, can only detrimental be on our spiritual path. If we know too much and don't actualize it in our life, we are getting heavy, head, heavy, heavy headed and we fall over our own brilliance, our intellect. So it, it can be very confusing when we study too much and don't try to internalize and use this information. Therefore, it says, use it step by step, and then you will grow from within and not from your head. Yeah, that's a really, really good point, because I do think that we tend to go to seminars, <laughs> we go places, we read books, everybody becomes an expert in something. And I love the idea that the head becomes so big, we topple over. <laughs> we got we to gotta put it in our lives. <laughs> yeah. And she always yeah. says, God is ingenious simplicity. When we understand how simple it all fits together. And this really boggled my mind when I did these drawings, how all these dots perfectly fit together, how karma works, reincarnation, how the cause of an effect, and all how this all works and where it comes from and how it comes back to us and how we influence the world through these things. I found it absolutely amazing how, because all these puzzle pieces fit together perfectly. So that's why I'm very much convinced that this path is right for me. And I have no intention or a desire to 
to convince anybody. I always offer these videos. If somebody likes it, great. If doesn't like it, it's also great because we all have a different time plan. We all have got different levels of awareness and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. So I merely offer these videos and I have zero interest of convincing anybody. It's not like Jehovah Witnesses or something. Yeah, that, that's a lovely energy. It's just, it's not about converting or making anybody right or wrong. It's like, here's something I have. Take it if you'd like, you know, try it and right. see what, see if it works for you. So, right. well, when I connected with you, asking yeah. you to come back on the show, because I really love the conversation we had a year and a half ago, you asked me what specific videos that I want to talk about. And the ones that I picked were around war. And the reason I did that is because when I look out in the world, there's a lot of that going on right now. And, you know, there's the Ukraine thing, there's the Israeli-Palestinian thing, there's Iran. I mean, things are kind of heating up around the world. And I think there's people who think we're on the brink of World War III. I, I'm not going to presume any of those things. But I do think that we do, as hum human beings, we have this pattern of war and over and over and over again. And we're in the middle of some now, maybe on the brink of, of more. So I thought it would be really wise for us to talk about the, the videos about how to transcend war and what is war and why do we do this at all. So those are the ones I selected, and hopefully it will help give people some spiritual tools about how to, to be in these times and what to do and, and what is our role. So can we start by just talking about energetically what war is? Yeah, I think it's a good, good point to start because whenever I look at a situation, I remove myself and look from a bird eye view, a big, long, long picture, distant picture, like a, I step back from the tapestry of life and see how this all fits together. And in war, is it's a very good helpful tool for me because we know from Einstein, Tesla, and everybody else that we are all, all, everything is nothing but energy, frequency, and vibration. This is everything. This is the computer. This is you and I, our body, the molecules, the atoms. Everything is merely energy and vibrations. So the whole uh, universe around us and within us and we are made is nothing but vibrations and energy. When we think about that, then we can also understand that the highest form vibration is love. That is the highest form. This is where we came from. This is our origin. This is our true essence, love. And I don't mean the love between two human beings. I mean the really selfless love, the unconditional, unlimited, all-inclusive love, which we, is our true essence. And from that love level, which we all were in at one time, we were these perfect spirit beings, a certain number of these spirit beings, long time ago when creation just started, wanted to have their own creation and removed themselves from this pure uh, reality of seven-dimensional reality. And what they did is they used the energy and turned it around. They used the positive energy to the negative energy and removed themselves slowly out of this pure heaven, the seven dimension, and fell into what we call the temporal reality. And this is what in the Bible it calls the fall of angels. And it appears that most of us here on earth are part of this gang who just one day decided, let's make our own creation. And as they removed themselves and turned around these energies, 
the vibrations and energies became coarser and wilder and just and the opposite of it is basically matter and here in matter we have got which is crystallized vibration crystallized light ether crystallized consciousness which is all the same and we are here in this very dense difficult three-dimensional reality of time and space cause and effect and contrasts we don't have any of this in the pure heaven where we came from and now the idea to create a new creation the basic motivation of the bosing tool what they use the essentially is to undo the present uh, they create the divine creation and so that their the main goal is destruction 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 and that's why whenever we find uh, the, the powers unleashing themselves in wars in fights in arguments this is all destruction it comes from the original fall that they wanted undo they wanted to destroy whatever has been created and that is a negative energy which uh, works so strongly here in the temporary reality it does not exist in the absolute reality where we come from our temporary reality the universe we look into which seems to be very very big and immense and unlimited but as god said in one of the revelation it's as small as a sand corn on the beach a kernel mm -hmm. sand on the beach it is tiny the true reality is gigantic and beyond our comprehension and understanding so all the negative energies are cre purposely created to destroy the existing reality i know this sounds all <laughs> very weird for anybody who hasn't heard that before but if you really think about it this is basically what's taking place and when we look now at planet earth where all these wars are where have been these wars for thousands of years mostly it is in the round in the middle east it's no coincidence and the middle east and the bible is full of wars if you read the majority mm -hmm. of bible it's probably description of wars so for thousands of tens of thousands of years there was always this war area of course war was everywhere else as well but it's concentrated on that area so what happens here why is war so so strong uh, at the moment and what motivates people and in many cases there are astral beings which are also souls who have left the pure heavens like you and I but they've fallen so deep that they have no more energy left and they need energy and that energy what they are using is called lush energy that comes from whenever people are fighting or struggling when there's war wherever there is hatred there's a negative energy because this is their lifeblood so they're instigating all these kinds of situations where people fight amongst each other amongst themselves you can have a fight with yourself um, and also in groups like in wars in neighbors neighborhoods in towns and cities that is a negative energy which wants us to be at each other's throat so that we ooze out that lush energy which is their food a very interesting side point here a friend pointed out recently that this story is not all that new we have seen it in a movie and i forgot all about it it was some 20 years ago for children it's called monster inc i think it was was disney movie <laughs> animated and actually the monsters are having need energy and what they do they send the monsters out <laughs> at night to scare the little kids and their screams and so on are the energy which they need for survival i find it very funny i laughed about it that hollywood always has a lot of things right in advance <laughs> But they're right. always telling us what's true <laughs> it is for some reason that and i totally forgot about it but yes that video clearly shows 
all the negative energy is lifeblood for those who need it. So they are very interested that we constantly live and struggle and fight. And that is only part of the story. The other story, which I cover in the book, Who Roots the World, is it, shall I, or maybe I make a break, and if you have come some question, I can continue that. Yeah, let's, let's break just a little bit, because it is, you would think, I mean, I've been thinking about karma, and I've been thinking about, you know, cause and effect, and, you know, our souls recycle, or go around, come around, re reincarnation. You would think that at some point we wouldn't just fall for this over and over again because you can see the divisive forces out there. You can see that, that there's, there's stuff out there in the media that's always trying to divide us, whether it's political divide or social divide or countries or, I mean, everywhere. Enemies are being put up there for us to not like. We're, we're, we are falling for this divide over and over again versus recognizing this is at the root of these things that we don't like, like, you know, fights and war. So anyway, it, I just think it's so interesting that humanity continues to, to succumb to division and, and othering, and that, that, that leads us into war. But we'll get to the antidote later, I think, because it's going to be the spiritual path, I know. But I, I've been just watching people, and it just fascinates me. It's our ego, which, which loves to be fearful and afraid or guilty, whatever lives in the past and in the future. And since we all have still an ego, more or less, a strong one, we fall easily for all kinds of, of awful rumors, stories, and, 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 and love. Our ego loves it to make us feel because, again, it creates negativity. Whenever we are in this fearful, worrying kind of state, we are giving energy to the negative entities which mm -hmm. are surrounding us individually and group-wise. So they welcome this stuff. They just like feed on, feed on us when we fall, when our ego falls into the being afraid of the tomorrow and being guilty about the yesterday, but not living in the in present. Because in the present, we're always okay, as Byron Katie says, except from your thoughts. And uh, you are okay right now, aren't you? And it's true. It's only our thoughts which keep us either in a negative mood uh, or sometimes in a positive mood. We have got positive thoughts. But when we are in the here and now, we are usually a 9900% actually fine. It's only mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. thoughts which gives us the trouble. Yeah. I, I'm thinking if you could, I could just keep at the forefront of my mind that I don't want to be, I don't want to provide food. <laughs> I don't want to pr provide negativity and become food. I mean, the idea of being a slave to that is something that's really anathema to me. So it seems like perhaps if we kept that in the front of our mind that we don't want to be the food that will make another choice. I suggest people who watch, want to know exactly how it works, watch my video on evil. I explain it very more detailed. You see how it all connects yeah, on the video called evil. So that's how evil works on us, in us, and through us. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you can go ahead and go, go forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, no more questions? <laughs> no, okay. I think, uh, I think we're good on that. I mean, I think... Well, in, okay. In your video, you do talk about how war is a purification pro process, and you also talk about how old karmic burdens return back to the originators via war. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, we also have to remember that before we incarnated, we see what we call a life review. We have a video on that one as well, where in rough outline of our life 
what we can expect we will have, like all the positive, the, all the important things like whom we would marry when we get sick, when we have an accident, etc., etc. And this includes also major wars situation which, in which we may incarnate or live in and go through. But we know that these negative occurrences in our future life are actually here to help us undo our karma, our karmic burden. And we agree to it wholeheartedly and we say yes to our incarnation because all our karmic burden, which comes from previous lifetimes and wrongful acting, work, speaking and thinking against the law of love, have accumulated and it's very difficult to undo them or expiate them in the spiritual realms. It's very, very painful and very long. Whilst if we come here to Earth, to planet Earth, for a very short time, which is only 25,000 days, it's nothing. The older they get, you more realize how very, very short this is. Uh, that is just like visiting a movie house for, for two hours and you forget yourself. And this is why we are in these 24,000 hours. We can undo so much karma. And that is, is, is through an illness, through wars, through other pain, uh, to loss, uh, to blows of fates, and you name it. Uh, which may, from our earthly perspective, sound horrendous, but from our soul perspective, it's a cleansing. So a lot of souls that are experiencing the war zones right now may be clearing up their karma. Now, this should not allow us to say, "Oh, therefore it's justified, and therefore it's okay, and they are just—it's something wonderful that happens to them." That's not for up to us to make such judgment or assumption. Everybody has their own kind of life and their own kind of soul burden, and this soul burden is only between him and God or her and God. So we are, uh, we are the reason why these souls incarnate is to undo our karma. And some of us, some of us go purposely in very difficult situations, like in the uh, Middle East where things are happening, or at the, in Ukraine. It is quite possible that these souls have known it well before that these things happen. Now, as I said, the preview is only a rough outline. Still, there can be many other changes happening in the meantime, and, uh, and the ego of the leaders can, can involve and make a war much stronger and can also diffuse a war. So we always have the free will to undo all the karma we have and also to face the karma in a way that we no longer create more karma. Does it answer the question? Yeah, and I, I'm... Reminded of the uh, the saying back in probably the seventies, so, you know, what what if they gave a war and no one showed up? Yeah, yeah, we all have that, but we are so easily enticed it. And this is in my video, "Why Do We Kill?" I I explain that when we all are by nature loving, helping beings. When there is a disaster, whether it's nine eleven, Haiti, whatever, we come out in masses and help with finance with with uh, physically going there and helping. People are, by in nature, always helpful. And this has been proven scientifically. We are not by nature bad or evil or selfish. We are unselfish by nature. Uh, but unfortunately, there is a lot of interest, mostly male-dominated interests, which I cover in my uh, video, Who Rules This World, which are interested in getting our energy and what do they do? They become our leaders. And they take, says, oh, look, vote for me and I take charge of you and your life. This is not only in the political arena, it's also in the religious one. 
It can be even the company, the bankers, whoever we surrender our energy to. And here we have the fact that particularly in the countries where there are rulers, there we, we go there, they give us wonderful, they give an anthem to sing, sort of. And this is all contrary to life because we are all brothers and sisters. But what the leaders do, they separate us immediately. They tell us that we are better, that we are the chosen one, that we are the master race, that we are the greatest country in the world, etc., etc. All these slogans people fall for. And as Einstein said, uh, patriotism meant is just one of the sickness of, of a nation. It is a, a very negative thing to, to, to identify only with this group of people and think that we are in every, any level better than another group. And so they, they separate us from, from other people. So now we have got the us and the them. And then they make a fence around. Lots of countries have fences around it. So nobody can invade them and, and, and vice versa. They, of course, say it's all for protection. But in truth, eventually it is for attack because they will also give us guns. And guns are always made for killing. Eventually, every gun and every rocket will be launched. And that means that, as Katie says, defense is the first step to war. So we are falling for all these things. We fall, and then we have got symbols. We wear flags on our lapel and or on our on our neck, the, the, the sign of a certain religion, etc. So we go ahead. We consciously decide to limit our identity to small groups of people. And when we do this, and when we surrender to this group of people, like I am only a Muslim, or I am only gay, or what I am only. A Mexican or whatever it is, whatever limitations I do, I exclude all the others. And I forget this, all the others are my brothers and sisters. So the leader in my group can basically dictate anything what I will then have to do. They have come up with great logic. Oh, this is for self-defense. This is sort of to keep the blood clean. Or They've got wonderful sentences which the masses fall for. The motivations are very easy to motivate people to do these things. So we are in the situation that we have given too often our energy over to other leaders, religious leaders, political leaders, social leaders. It can be racial leaders in many forms. Now, all these leaders may have had some positive effect as well. Martin Luther King set a lot of people free, for instance, and Gandhi did the same. But when these energies are misused for the benefit on grandeur of the leaders, which often is the case, and often the stupidity of the leader, uh, then we are in a big trouble. And we had that very much, so I think we all agreed without getting too political. But when we suddenly, 9-11 was there, and we made, we made this war into another country without any real foundation to do that, it was all made up things, and we killed over a million people uh, just as a reaction to what had happened to us. So they they got us going through lies, and they always have gotten us going through lies, through every war. I will stop here. I don't want to get more political. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll try, to, I'll try to, to, to go in a different direction because mm-hmm. I recently listened to a, gosh, 18 or 19-hour podcast by Dan Carlin on World War I. And mm. World War I that was so interesting because it started with the assassination of this Austrian duke. And it, anyway, without getting into all the politics of the time, Germany felt that it needed to defend itself because it had Russia on one side and France on the other, and they were allied with Austria. So in order to defend themselves, they went through Belgium to go attack France. 
And the, all of World War I, which was ridiculously bloody, something like 20 million people killed. And it went on for years and years. And it was absolutely despicable when you listen to the details of what these young men had to go through. But it all started with defense. <laughs> it all started oh. with we need to protect each other by going on the offense. And that happens every time. And they weren't even attacked. And it's going on now with, I think, a, a few uh, Americans, three Americans were killed. And now it's like, we need to go bomb Iran. <laughs> so I, I think this idea to me that we surrender our sovereignty, our, our, our strength, our power, who we are as spiritual beings. And as human beings, we surrender to these authorities, to these leaders and we do it over and over again, whether it's to a politician or it's to, to a doctor or it's to a school authority or whatever. But that's the crux of the whole thing, that we've forgotten who we are so much that we surrender our energy to this, into this, this leader, and this leader often doesn't have our best interest in mind. Another thing I just recently watched, have you seen the movie Downfall before? It's about Hitler's last days. No, I will write it down. No, I haven't. Oh, I don't think so. it's it's so good. It's a German film, and it's the last few days of of Hitler's power, and it's they're in the bunker, and Berlin's going down completely, a hundred percent. But there's still all of these sycophants around <laughs> around Hitler, and you're thinking, why don't you just walk away at this point? Go home to your family. Get out of here because it's going down. But there was so much surrender of energy to the leader. And to me, everyone says, oh, Hitler was this evil, evil being. To me, the problem is, is that we surrender our energy to it. You know, what if we didn't? You know, what if we didn't? What, where would that person's energy go? It would go nowhere. But we keep giving up our energy. And, and I think that's what causes the, the problems. Yeah. If the, the person who knows to manage the media, Hitler was uh, the first one who used the radio at the time. He managed the media. That's why how the people felt. So whatever, see some political leader who really manages the media, he has got the followers. Yeah. But I mean, I feel, I feel like it still comes down to why do we need to follow? You know, why do we need to follow? If I'm present, I'm good enough right here. If I believe that I'm an eternal soul, there's nothing to fear. But the ego just latches on to fear so quickly. <laughs> and yeah. help me, save me, save me, make, protect yeah. me. But we have so much power as individuals who know that we're connected. You know, individuals, if we stop playing the separation and othering game, we, the people, have so much power. And, and I think that leaders know that, but we keep falling for the games over and over again and saying, we'll follow you instead of, you know, my own inner intuition. Ah, so. It's, en it's energy. It's always trying to get energy, our energy, which, which they need and they live off and, yeah, and get rich off and, and every form and, and get respect. And then once they're on a high position, they don't let go. They want to stay there. <laughs> Uh, forever, as you've mentioned earlier, it can be the school board, it can be the everybody else around us, and it's difficult to be alert about everything. You have to be watch the school board, you have got your bank account, you have to watch the political situation. So there's a lot going on, and sometimes there's oh, I let them do it, I just give up on it. I think that's what most people do, and this yes. is these leaders are counting on that we are basically surrender this energy because I just don't feel like doing that anymore. 
like I give over my, my, my technical stuff on the internet to my technical guy because I don't want to learn this whole stuff anymore. It's too late for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. We also get distracted and, and we're not really paying attention and seeing what's happening sometimes. And also, do you think that, do you think though, that some of these, you know, the, the, the leaders that don't have our best interests in mind, do you think that they've incarnated, for, I mean, they've incarnated for their own soul journey? And, and maybe part of it is to, to, to behave in this way so that we can either choose to continue to follow or not. And so in, in a way, in a way, they're providing this opportunity for us to make a different choice. We just keep making the same choice, but in a way they're serving us. It's a slippery slope they are going on to that. And basically you can say, all the karma which the Jewish people had have, are now eliminated because we had somebody like Hitler. We can't say that. Yeah. So because that is very difficult to say. No, Hitler or anybody else has the free will. And if he misuses that free will in whatever form, he is responsible to that free will. And so are all the people who followed him. So we can't just say he was doing a service for other people to yeah. get rid of karma. Besides, we are not here to judge other people anyway in, in this kind of respect when it comes to karma. But we all have the free will, individually, collectively. A nation has a free will, and we, we just have to try to best to keep our own ship <laughs> on right course. And the, the captain shouldn't be a politician. The captain in our life should always be within, whether we call Christ or God. That's the only one to rely on and to, to work with and to steer us through the storms. And there will be many more storms to come, most likely. But the only hold we can have is within us. As Christ said, the kingdom is within you. So trying to hold on to the outside world with a high bank account and storage of food and so on are things which may not last necessarily. But the only support we can count on and the only help we have is within us. And that is now, as long as we are now in a relatively peaceful time, it is our great opportunity to establish that connection, the inner connection with divinity through meditations, through prayers, through dialoguing, through actually speaking loud with it. I mean, there is no harm <laughs> to speak whatever you think with God. That's, he is with you and he listens to you. So having that close connection, I believe, is the strongest, how shall I say, uh, support we can have in case things are getting worse also where we are living. So during these times, what is ours to do, because we can, is to really solidify and, and hone our relationship with the divine, our connection to all, to, to really engage in spiritual practice and, and go deeper into ourselves so that when times get tough, we have the fortitude, we have the spiritual center, we, we, we have a grounding, we know that God, the source, is our source. Because I think that what happens is during good times, we tend to get lazy and just kind of enjoy life. And then when something happens that causes us to be fearful, we, we don't have the equipment or we, we actually do from a divine true standpoint, but we haven't honed it in our physical bodies so that when, when something causes us to be afraid, then we become reactive, defensive, we become you know, even violent because we're afraid. So what you're saying is this is a time for us to really get 
close and connected to the divine source within us. Definitely. I think that's, that's your purpose to be here, that past purpose. I'm sure that's what I think I'm here. And of course, also do I learn too for myself. And not only to make the connection and create the connection, but also learn the, uh, so to surrender. Because our ego still always wants to have certain things going certain way. This person must live, it says, I can't be sick, etc. We have got very specific ideas how our world should be in, in peaceful times as well as at war times. Because we don't have the overall view of our life and what, we, what our lessons are helpful for us. And therefore, I think it's helpful to learn to surrender to whatever life serves us right now and find in every situation the positive, because nothing negative can exist without the energy in it, and the energy is always divinity. And when we look for the divinity in the most difficult situation and train ourselves slowly to find the positive in it, that will help us as well in the future time, very much so. I always like to mention the elderly friend I had a long time ago, and one day we were talking about what what are our various techniques to survive in difficult times. And the first thing she says, well, whenever something happens to me, the first thing I say, thank you. And at that time, I says, well, that's quite a statement. She says, well, I know that eventually I will find out that whatever has happened to me is for my benefit. But of course, I don't see that at the moment when it hits, whatever hits the fan. But it is always for my benefit. Nothing can happen to me which is not, in a way, for my benefit. So even the most difficult situation, the most horrendous situations, if we can catch ourselves in time and remove ourselves a little bit from the situation and look at it from a slightly distance, uh, we may find the positive element very quickly and see us where it might guide us to a different kind of awareness, a different kind of situation, or a different, different location as well. So in every difficult situation, there's always a positive. And for that, we can be grateful. And the moment we are grateful, truly grateful, our whole energy and vibration changes. I made a video on that as well, how grateful is so powerful that it changes our whole physiology within all the different kind of hormones which are come up. And suddenly, out of the dark cloud situation, we do not feel fearful. We feel, in a way, grateful and also maybe excited because the the word fear, F-E-A-R, basically means feeling excited and ready because it means something that's happening here, which is actually, wow, bring it on. It can be very interesting. See how I cope with it. That, of course, is an attitude which we can't overnight develop. We can learn it from moment to moment. When we have a difficult situation, small difficult situation today, try it out. See how it works. Say thank you and see well, bring it on, see how I cope with it. And then look back, how did you cope with it? Maybe pretty good. The moment we have the distance from, from the situations, we are usually much better. We can respond instead of reacting. Okay, so tell me the acronym again for fear, because I've, I've heard false evidence appearing real, but I like this well, one better. Uh, feeling excited and ready. Feeling <laughs> and excited and ready. I have that in my video on fear, which I find very interesting because the emotion of fear is very much the same like excitement. And I give the example of a roller coaster. Now, I love roller coasters. I find them fantastic. And I just go scream and go down. My wife hates it. It's like a death sentence. She would sit next to me, have the same experience, but she screams out of real horror. So the feeling is the sensation in the body is the same, but she interprets it differently than I do. 
And when we interpret this, this fearful sensation in our body, maybe as a positive second, say, wow, now something great is happening, some adventures are happening. Uh, I don't have to go to Netflix to see a, my adventure action movie. Now the action movie is in my life and see how I do with it. It gives us a different attitude. And only if you do it once in a while, remember this. It is so helpful. And as I said, the time of peace right now, that's a time when we can try it out in small moments from moment to moment to find the positive as fast as possible in the most difficult situation when somebody cuts us off in the traffic, when somebody gives us a nasty phone call, when we get an awful email, when small things so happen in our life, immediately, what's the positive here? Maybe I have to drive a little more careful in future. Maybe I have to make act to think about this person who gave me a nasty phone call differently and respond. So there is a lot of things we can do, but nothing happens to us, as Byron Katie says, everything happens for us. For us, yeah. I love it. And I love the idea of thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and you really have to release the uh, attachment to the outcome because the positive may not come. I mean, it will come, but it may not come in your lifetime, may not come right away. You, you don't know what it is. But I think what that takes is a lot of faith or a knowing, a knowing that even though I don't have the evidence that everything's going to be all right, or there's something positive here, I do trust that. I do know that there is good here. But the idea of meeting adversity with a thank you, I think is really wonderful. I just did a really short video on curiosity because I think that's another thing. When something happens to you, you get the phone call or something happens to you. And you know, rather than make up all the stories in your mind about what's going on with that person, just stay curious, stay, stay a little bit in, in wonder and not knowing because we don't know everything. And that also gives you kind of some space for the vibration to 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 rise up. Yeah, I think in the four com four commitments or what it, it says, one of them is uh, make no assumptions. I think that's a very good, but not assuming anything. Uh, Byron Katie says the same thing. We, are, yeah. Do you know, sure that this is, ha this is happening bad for you, etc.? And we never know for sure. We make these assumptions always, and th these assumptions drive us crazy because I know for sure that this person is a bad person, etc. That's why I did. But I don't know that. I don't know that this is actually may have a positive effect on me. So making assumptions, and I fall for that as well too often, is, <laughs> is a key element to find out that ah, I think you're here on the wrong track. And I think the curiosity, as you say, be more open to what may unfold is yeah, much Yeah, who helpful. knows? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think when we do that, ah, oh, they're this, that's when we're feeding. That's when we're feeding the, the dark forces. <laughs> Here, mm. have some food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are gratefully says, thank you. <laughs> they take it from us. Easy. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Why don't we talk a little bit about who rules the world and the imbalance of the, the feminine and the masculine or the male and the female energies. You did allude to that a little bit in the beginning, but what is the antidote to that? Like we've gotten this imbalance where the masculine is in charge and even women who become in charge take on masculine energies. I've seen this happen. I've, I've seen it happen within my own self. If I'm going to be a, a leader, if I'm going to be a manager or whatever, I've got I've to shore up my energies and put on my armor and become more like a man. But anyway, you talk about the, that imbalance being really at the root of so much trouble in the world. 
Yeah, in my video, I get very clear when the pure creation, in love creation, there are the spirit beings and they are male and female, the polarity plus and minus, which doesn't mean it's less minus, it's the same. And the thing is absolutely equal. And only because they are absolutely equal, the male and female, therefore it is harmony, therefore it is peace, therefore it is bliss in this environment. And the first thing these fallen angels did is to shift that totally and ignored the female and only evolved and developed and supported the male. And the woman became an accessory to be used, abused, sold as a slave over time. And we find this in all cultures everywhere where the woman has basically no chance. A small little pockets here and there where there may have been some equality, but with the majority for thousands and thousands of years, they are all men run. Men ruled and make the decision in religions. Definitely, there is no female great famous leader in any religion. There is no one. <clears throat> Political are very, very few. And then we have got in, in the business as well, it's mostly run by males. In the uh, very important, also the pharmacy and, and, and the medical field, are all these and the universities are mostly run by males and they, they decide what gets published and what gets uh, researched, etc. And uh, science, of course, is male. So these are all these male domineering uh, entities. And for a woman, it's very, very difficult to, to counteract. And if you want to, to get attention, then as you say, a lot of women have to become very masculine dress-wise and, and also in their way to be, it's, it's not easy to do that in this because the men just don't give the woman any chance. Even today, they just don't give them really chance. I mean, I'm just thinking the, there was some hope. I'm thinking about China, for instance. China really had until re very recently, they tried to make it as equal as possible. And then Mr. Ching come in and he throws out all the women from the government. Now the whole, when you see the thousands of people in the government, when he gives his talk, they're only males. All the women are thrown out. And the same is also in the, in the, in the town authority administrations and so on. They've gone right way back to male-dominated society in China, which was at the time, because of communism, there was a movement to keep them more equal. When you ask me what to do about it, I don't have the answer for it. I think this has to play itself out in a way, in a, mm -hmm. because I just don't know. Individually, of course, you can watch yourself of not to become acquire the masculine attraction, but it is very difficult to, if you really want to become some leader in an organization and so on, you have to have some strengths. And ideally, of course, the strengths should be your feminine strengths, but it's, that can be still easily squashed by competing males. Yeah, once we get on that path, and it sounds like we've been on this path since the very beginning, it's almost like we're going to be living in a, a, a world of war. <laughs> once yeah. that imbalance happens, it's like that, that's the track we're on. You know, you can get on that roller coaster or this one. And this, is, this could be a really fun roller coaster. This could be one that's really, really terrible for everybody. But it's like, we're, we're playing it out. And at some point, maybe things will get to a place where we are strong enough spiritually and we are firmly connected to our divinity and each other and that we just make different choices. And it may happen in small pockets, but I do think that the energy of small pockets can impact the whole, that what we can do is, you know, we, can, we only have control over ourselves. And and even when we rise ourselves up in energy, I think that impacts the vibration of the whole. 
So perhaps there'll be certain pockets of humanity that just make different choices. And maybe people will start putting their guns down. Maybe people will stop feeling like they have to defend themselves. I don't know. We don't have the answer, but but I do want to end on hope. <laughs> yeah, I think Margaret Meads mentioned something like it's always a small group actually which changed the world. It wasn't a big group in, in history. And it, it was one Gandhi which set a whole country free and had his followers. So I agree with that. I feel that before the women have a chance of equal right, most of the present structures as we know them have to come down. Mm -hmm. Like the religions, they really, I mean, we are, people are already turning off from them in many ways. Others, of course, uh, are getting very enthused by certain kind of negative uh, religions. So that structure has fallen. Then we see the banking business is also not as solid as we like to think. The political structures are not very solid. And all these structures which make our societies will have to tumble down eventually. And once they are tumbled down, we realize our technology, for instance, as well. Um, then we may start, in a, not only may, we will start on a more equal and more sane kind of existence. Because all these other things have been exploitive kind of systems. They're exploiting each other and, and it's negative. But now we can start from the ground. We may not need all that stuff, what we had in the past. We definitely mm -hmm. won't need our religion. We don't need the big banks anymore. We don't need even technology. When we develop in ourselves the skills of reading each other's vibrations and, and, and using our power of thought, like we used to be as a spirit being, where the power of thought projected us wherever we wanted to be. We communicated through telepathy, not through telephone. And so on, when we really become true of who we actually are, we don't need all these technical gadgets anymore. That's over. At the moment, they're having, we can't imagine living without AI and stuff like this. But I believe there comes a time it says, this is silly. I mean, we don't really need all these things because all these things have tremendously harmed and exploited planet Earth, destroyed this planet in many, many ways. And uh, that has to stop and it will stop. So... Yes, maybe we have to start, go back right to ground zero, uh, to, to not ground zero, sorry, to point zero, to really start off, start off again when we are all inwardly ready and understand that what we did in the past, these uh, companies, uh, organizations, etc., have not served us. And we all realize that way. Maybe we turn out, turn to ourselves, to the God within ourselves, and let that be the guiding, guiding light in our life. I, I think that's what this decade or this age is really about. They call it apocalyptic, which is like taking down the veil. So we see beyond the veil that's been put up in front of all pol political leaders and bankers and religious leaders and medical leaders and all of that. I mean, you take that down and you see what's really there, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. And we decide, you know, we want something else. You know, we don't we do have divine bodies. I mean, just take medicine for a moment. We, ha we do have divine bodies. Do we, do we need to put all this stuff in it? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we, we've been convinced of that. Just like you talk about technology, it's, it's kind of a clunky way of living. It's not like yeah. really living as our spiritual like, beings. It's like, yeah, yeah. clunky. I like the word so. clunky. <laughs> it, is. it is compared to where we are and what, what the, the potentiality in us. It's just immense, and we just have relied on, on cars and stuff like this, when in truth, 
we may not need them. Right, right, right. But I think that people do have a fear about it all coming down or what that would look like. And oh my gosh, I'm gonna I gotta hold on to what I know and what I love and what I what I depend on because it's that's just kind of natural. But that is the ego response. If we all know we're gonna be okay, we all know that we're eternal beings and we all know say thank you, this is for my good, then we can participate in the like the death and rebirth that I think we're probably going through. Yeah, and if the storm comes, should the storm come, it's not here to harm us. It's just to blow everything away what we no longer need. Yes. And I think if we really, and in the storm, if we learn now to really focus and hold on to the inner guidance, call it Christ, Jesus, God, whoever you wish to use, and learn that connection now and make that connection now, that will see you through more than anything else. And it's yes. also something to remember is, not everybody will necessarily have a very difficult future, <clears throat> even if all these structures may tumbling down, because some of them are here are not necessarily for karmic reasons, they come for other reasons, and they're not necessarily having this karmic uh, experience like we have seen now in Ukraine, in Gaza, and so on. So um, I wouldn't uh, say that we all have to go through difficult times. No, that's not necessary. We, everybody will only face his own karma, and the karma may not be necessarily very bad. It may also be that we are here to help others in the situation when everything tumbles down, so that we are here to do service, because the highest form of love is service. And in a wartime situation or a difficult situation, like political situation or environmental situation, to help and to serve is a wonderful opportunity for a soul to grow. I love that. I mean, I say this podcast is about hope, inspiration, and awakening. And, and that's what we've kind of ended our talk on, that there is hope and inspiration as we awaken to the truth of who we are. Um, so we have a few more minutes. I I want to give you the opportunity to say anything that you might not have. I, I might not have given you the opportunity to say. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think we covered everything very nicely. I think I have one li line here: always bring it on. You know, whenever we I get fearful and so on, etc., that I bring it on because that gives me this little curiosity and so I will I, I will be able to face it because I'm not alone. This is the other important thing to realize, that we are never, ever, 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 ever alone. We have the divinity in us. We have got our guardian angel by our sides. We have got even other angels who can help us and we can ask. So we are never, ever alone. And nobody has to face the situation alone. Even if they are physically alone without a partner, you are never alone in this very, very short visit of 24,000 days. So uh, make the most of it. It is an opportunity. It's a gift to be born here. We have all chosen it on our free will. We may not like it. We may not like what is coming. But we knew this prior our birth, and we knew that this would be the perfect time to set us free of burden, which we carried on for far too long. It's just like suddenly we have got $10 million of debts, and now we go through a very difficult period for a few months, and the 10 million of debts are gone. We can breathe deeply again because we are free. The time which we are going through may be hard, but there are times of freeing ourselves. That is, we leave all the stuff behind us if we handle it wisely, if we use our free will wisely, and don't start to continue killing and harming others in the process when everybody else may be doing it. 
not to do it. I think that's the key. I love that. That's a perfect, perfect note to end on. And of course, for me, I expand others to include all sentient beings. <laughs> Just wanted to add that. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just definitely. wanted to add that. Yeah. What a pleasure. This was so fun. Hans, I'm going to have to have you on every year. I think we have really good conversations. I love to be on with you again, Carol, and to see you again. And I wish you all the best with this program and with many other programs. And I'm sure we'll meet again. Thank you again. We will. For me. We will. I'll have all your links on the podcast page. And everybody, thank you for joining us. Check out lifeexplained.com. There's so many interesting videos and you can just be there for five minutes. You can be there for hours, but you'll, you'll find some spiritual nuggets all over that website. So thank you everyone who's joined us. Thank you, Hans. And I now close the spiritual. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being.